You're listening to Vaccine Curious. The coronavirus pandemic begs the question: What do we know about vaccines? This podcast investigates vaccines from an individual, a societal, and scientific perspective. Your host is Professor in Global Health from University of Southern Denmark, Christine Stebel Ben. Welcome to Vaccine Curious. Laura Pittet. Warmly welcome to this podcast. You are a medical doctor and a pediatrician. Uh, you have a PhD from Geneva University, and uh, you've done postdoc time with Nigel Curtis Group in Australia, uh, focusing on vaccinations and and with Nigel Curtis more specifically on vaccinations with BCG vaccine, the vaccine against tuberculosis, uh, and you've done that within the frames of two large scale randomized trials of BCG to babies and and lastly BCG to adults as a mean potential mean to protect against uh, COVID-19. You have also studied more specifically whether uh, BCG vaccine can protect against in- infant eczema, which is the itching, uh, often allergic skin disease, which can affect uh, children and eventually many of them uh, will end up developing other allergic diseases like hay fever and asthma. Um, i guess to most listeners, it will seem rather strange that a vaccine developed to protect against an infectious disease like tuberculosis could protect against infant eczema, which is an allergic disease. So I thought I would like to ask you why that might be. And I also want to hear more specifically about the results you obtained in your studies and and lastly talk perhaps a bit about the way forward. So this was my agenda for today. I hope you are in agreement and mm-hmm. and you maybe will start by, uh, as I mentioned, start by explaining why anybody would think that this vaccine against an infectious disease could also affect the risk of an allergic disease. Yeah, totally. Thanks, Christine, for the introduction. Um, yeah, it, it seems a bit uh, weird, <laughs> but um, actually, we so just to take um, to start with eczema. So, as you said, eczema is a really common um, um, allergic disease that appears during infancy and then can also continue during childhood and. Children that has eczema are more likely to have asthma or any other allergic diseases, etc. And we have observed over the last decades that uh, actually all those allergic diseases are rising uh, in children. And we can now say that there is about one in five children of school age that have um, active symptoms of eczema. So... I guess researchers were uh, a bit um, thinking about why this is. And one of the hypotheses was that children are less and less exposed to um, microorganisms during childhood because of, um, you know, there's a higher hygiene standard, etc. And therefore, they're uh, less often sick. So that's what we call the hygiene hypothesis. And so if your immune system is not busy fighting against infection, um, it might get a bit bored. And that's why it might react against a non-pathogenic allergen. So that's one of the hypotheses why eczema is uh, rising 
in industrialized countries. Simply because we are living more hygienic, more clean, and uh, we don't get this broad exposure to, to different bacteria and, and virus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's also called the old friend hypothesis, um, where, you know, our old friends, mycobacteria or other bacteria, helps our immune system to mature and, uh, you know, be ready to fight against different kinds of infection and not overreact against non-pathogenic things uh, such as food or um or, you know, any exposure you might have on the skin, etc. So that's, um, that's a, a bit of the, the background why we thought maybe we and others thought that maybe BCG could uh, potentially help against all those allergic diseases. And, um, and yeah, so if you give to a baby um, BCG vaccination, as you said, the, the vaccine against tuberculosis, which is a vaccine that is um, what we call live attenuated. So it means that it's an organism that is still alive, but replicates really, really slowly, and it's not pathogenic for um, for the people that receive the vaccine. So you won't uh, have any disease, but uh, it's it um, induces an immune response and and have your immune system, um, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> activated or yeah, activated, yeah, exactly, and um, and and so the the hypothesis is that by activating your, your immune system, then it will be um, as when you have contracted disease your immune system will be less likely to react against um, allergen and more um, trained to react to defend against infections. Could that be the case for any vaccine or any live vaccine that it would uh, activate your immune system and kind of keep it so busy that it wouldn't create allergic reactions, uh, do you think? Or is it specific for a BCG? No, that's a great question. And I think, uh, well, we don't know um, a lot yet, but it has been reported for other live attenuated vaccines, such as the MMR vaccine, measles, mumps, rubella vaccines, or um, the, um, the smallpox vaccines, the oral polio vaccine, etc. So yeah, it looks like um, all those live attenuated vaccines um, have an impact, a broader impact on your immune system. And and also on allergic diseases, do you think? Um, especially the MMR vaccine, there is some study showing that it could have an impact, but they're all observational studies, so um, we don't really have an answer yet. But you had specific hopes for BCG, I guess, since that was the one you studied. Um... Yeah. Exactly. So for the BCG vaccine, there there have been uh, several uh, randomized control trials. So which is the 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 best trial we can do. Um, so there's uh, three different that have been published, uh, including ours. And um, in all three studies, we can see that um, infant receiving BCG um, during early life are less likely to develop uh, eczema. Uh, during childhood. 
So that has actually, your hypothesis has been confirmed in, in three different randomized trials where one group was randomly allocated to receive BCG and another group didn't uh, receive BCG. Yeah, exactly. That's correct. And was it a huge effect you saw in these studies of BCG? So for um, in our studies, um, in our study we, we did in Australia, there was a difference uh, between, so the con- in the control group, there was 36% of the infants that developed eczema, and it was only 32% in the BCG group. So that's uh, 11, uh, 12% decrease in the risk of um, having infant eczema following neonatal BCG vaccination. So, but if we in if we looked in our study um, only in children that was highly predisposed to have eczema, so children that were born to two atopic parents, um, so the risk was in the control group much higher. Of course, they were they were. 47% that had eczema, and we observed here a 25% decrease uh, in the risk of eczema because there was only 35% of infants in the BCG group that had eczema. So this um, this was a 11% risk difference. So it means that, that um, if you want to uh, prevent one case of eczema, you need to vaccinate nine children with BCG. So these are all uh, fascinating numbers, uh, uh, Laura, because immediately when you hear some reduction in in the risk from 47 to 35, you think, well, it didn't, absolutely didn't uh, prevent completely eczema. It was uh, this 25% reduction. Uh, you could have hoped for more, but but turning it a bit around like you do and presenting the absolute numbers and Of course, it makes a huge difference at the population level when you speak about something which is so common as as infant eczema. So, so as you mentioned, all, almost 50% percent of all children born of of parents who were one or or two parents have allergic diseases, almost 50% percent would get eczema if nothing was done. But by giving BCT, that number could be reduced. Um, to to 35 so so actually per 100 children that would be a reduction of of 12 cases which is uh, quite substantial when you put it that way and i i also guess the only vaccinating nine to get nine children to get to prevent one case of eczema is another way of expressing it which uh, which does sound quite uh, substantial um are there any risks associated with getting bcg in your opinion for for these babies No, I don't think so. So there's um you you can't give BCG to any infants. You you need to make sure that the infant don't have an underlying disease that affects his immune system because if you give a live vaccine uh to someone with a deficient immune system, it, it could have, you know, the the vaccine could replicate um and and then cause a disease. So you you just need to be a little bit careful about that. Uh, but these are really, really rare disease and just with a simple blood test um, you can you can exclude that um, before giving the vaccine. But otherwise it's a it's a vaccine that is very well tolerated. Uh, it has been used for hundreds of years now and in nearly all countries in the world. Um, 
So yeah, no, I think it, we have we really know this vaccine very well. So we have a, a treatment here or a preventive intervention which which could reduce or some quite substantially the risk of high risk children of of getting uh, infant eczema, which is a, a bothering disease, and it could be given at a, a low risk of side effects. Uh, It's it sounds like a bargain. <laughs> would you would you if you had allergic disease, would you give your child BCG? Um yeah, well it's difficult to have it in Switzerland, but um but yeah, I would consider it. Yeah. <laughs> Is it uh, then generally accepted? Is this something that parents could go and, and ask for it? Like you mentioned yourself, it wouldn't be available in Switzerland, but but generally no, speaking, it, yeah. It's not available. No. <laughs> so so uh, why do you think uh, this is not a general offer to to children of parents with allergic disease? Well, I think it's um, I think it's 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 really it's we we it's really recent that we um, have this three randomized control trial that all goes in the same direction. Um, we also recently did a meta-analysis uh, based on those three trials um, to show, um, so that's when we pulled the, the result from all three trials and, and have tried to have a, a single result from all three trials. Um, and uh, and I think, um, yeah, there's, there's not a, a lot of advertisements around it. So, but you know, for a vaccine to be recommended, it's it's not just um, physician uh, advice. You need to have a cost efficiency analysis by the politicians and 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 um, yeah, all the the health government and things like that. So I guess that's why it's not used yet. <laughs> So in your opinion, uh, do we have the substantial or sufficient evidence from the randomized trials to bring forward to the policymakers or are more studies needed? I think um, I think we, we have probably enough to say that it might be um, useful in predisposed children. Um, But of course, more studies are always better to to confirm it and to um, convince the the policymakers. It's a bit of a challenge, isn't it? Because once you know the results, if you know them well and you are asked to participate in a randomized trial, I guess based on the current available evidence, most parents would feel quite disappointed if they were allocated to the control group and didn't get the BCG vaccine. So we are in a in a yeah, just from a philosophical perspective, we are in a in a bit of a difficult place, aren't we, with with quite promising evidence, uh, but uh, still no no policy uh, change, but in a situation where it's hard to justify that there is equipoise uh, if we did another randomized trial. Mm-hmm. Well and then again the like the um The intervention is not a hundred percent effective, so um, yeah, it's maybe we could also try to understand better what are the mechanisms underlying this um, immunomodulation that might lead to protection, and then that could be a basis for um, new vaccines uh, that could that could be even 
more uh, efficient in reducing the risk of eczema. Yes, that's a, a good suggestion. So if I can ask you a, a last question regarding the way forward, what would you, uh, what would you, which studies would you recommend being done? Yeah, so I guess um, in one one side would be, as I just mentioned, um, trying to understand the immunological mechanism that is behind that and therefore try to exploit them further. Um, and then, but on the clinical side, maybe um, to do a meta-analysis, but this time comparing BCG with, uh, of course, no vaccine, but we could also compare it to other um, live attenuated vaccines to see um, that maybe have less adverse events than BCG um, to see whether um, one is more efficient than the other. Great suggestion. Yeah. Do you do you anticipate that if we can show protective effects uh, of BCG and potentially other live vaccines against eczema, that these interventions would would also have a role to play against allergic diseases later in life, like hay fever and asthma? Yeah, totally. And and we know that um, that BCG, for example, can help for other immune-mediated diseases such as um, um, such as diabetes or um, what's what's the uh, sclerosis? I think there has yeah. been yeah <laughs> some <laughs> multiple sclerosis yeah multiple sclerosis yeah. um, etc. And um, and therefore it could be like it could be used as a mean to prevent the occurrence of those disease, but also as a mean to treat uh, those disease and therefore decrease the, um, the the severity of the disease and uh, and change the course of the, the disease. So yes, totally. I I guess. Uh, it it might be helpful for all those kinds of diseases. And now we have been talking about BCG as prevention for infant uh, eczema, but but you also brought to the table now the treatment. Do you think BCG would be useful to treat children who already had infant eczema? Yeah, so um, there's no study um, yet, to the best of my knowledge, but um, I think there has been some clinical observation that um, giving BCG or even repeated dose of BCG could uh, help in really severe cases of, of eczema. I think we covered a lot of ground uh, here, Laura. Thank you very much for sharing your uh, research and insights into the effect of this old vaccine against tuberculosis and its potential new role uh, as a prevention and maybe even treatment for infant eczema. Thank you very much for participating. Thanks to you, Christine. You've listened to Vaccine Curious with your host, Professor in Global Health from University of Southern Denmark, Christine Steppelben. Thanks for listening.